Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. Hey, Tom. What's up, Matt? How you doing, man? Oh, I am doing just fine. How are you? I mean, listen, man, I got to say, I'm loving our new little format here. Oh, man, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. The setup is pretty sweet. I mean, you've got your blue blockers on. I, I, mean, I think yeah. I should put, I think I got to put mine on too. You, you know why I did that? And I, I, one day we're going to have to talk about this. Um, have you just been, uh, see, you're, you see, I do envy you in this. You, you're actually in a clinic talking to people, poking needles in them, sucking their back with cups and <laughs> like I am literally at this desk doing something at a computer today. I had 11 video calls and the only oh. reason I had a chance to go to the bathroom or get food was because two of them ended early. <laughs> and it was just it was I, crazy. Now this is not normal and I don't encourage anybody to do this, but you know, it's like the beginning of the year and I just, we've got a lot going on and I, I think I'm just trying to like boot a bunch of things up. So this is definitely like gotcha. a short lived thing, but man, so I have the blue blockers on and I don't even, I have a couple different blue blockers, but the ones I have on are like the fucking hardcore ones, like the, yeah, like the yeah. no joke wrap around full orange, like <laughs> out every See, visible and mine, blue. mine were mine were trying to be goofy i was like how ugly mm. can i make a pair of these it's a custom it's custom really made easy. one with my my fluorescent oh, pink yes. sides oh so man. right now yeah. just to let you know because i'm looking at it through the video watching uh through these bionically blue blocking glasses like everything yeah. looks orange like everything I, looks i've i've got a very bright sunny kind of view myself right, right. Yeah, but like looking at the, so I have these two like really white lights in my, in my office that are yeah. know, for, for calls on video and whatnot. So I just feel like I've been staring at my four monitors and two lights all day. And I just, I yeah. need, I need a, a ratchet down. I gotcha. You know? No, I totally my get voice that. Is a I little mean, scratchy too. If you can't tell, I'll just uh, cure that with a drink. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I'm right there with yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that that's uh that's unfortunately what I've been doing all day. So, you know, is what it is, I suppose, but uh Yeah, you know, look, man, I didn't I didn't know signing up for acupuncture school I'd be doing this 21 years. So, I mean, it's Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's kind of surprised me too this and and with something. longevity in my family, I'm I'm worried about how much longer I'm going to have to yeah, do. Yeah, right. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So when you were you, when you were high in college, picking a uh, major, you're like, God, no one told me I'd be fucking doing this. Right, well, I I was pre med, and I'm like, I I don't I don't want to see the inside of people. Mm. <laughs> like that's pretty fucking gross. Good, good call, man. I don't. Uh, I do um, blame you. You know that and that and I mean, God, the intellectual hazing that they make you go through. And and you end up with these supercomputer geniuses that can memorize anything, but 
God forbid you throw like a, a a question that requires a bit of emotion behind it. You know, it's like short circuits them. Really? Does it? Not, not, not everybody. I shouldn't say that. I know some really brilliant personable doctors. And I guess if you're a surgeon, I want a fucking robot. You know, I want nothing gets to this person. They're rock solid all the time. But, you know, if bedside manner and stuff, I mean, when I was when I was pre-med, I remember we had a meeting with the whole biology department because basically everyone's bio if they were pre-med. And they're like, look, you want the best shot to get in med school right now. And this is going back to the 90s. They were like, change your major to philosophy and take all the core biosciences. Mm. And it was like, what? I told that to my parents. They're like, if you come out of yeah. fucking school with a fucking philosophy degree, yeah, I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> so I just went even weirder and was like, fuck it. I'm going into acupuncture. That's so funny. You, you know, you know, I went to art school, which for my conservative parents at the time was already a stretch. Um, and I come back for Thanksgiving break. My first my freshman year, I've got four earrings in my ear my hair is like three inches i'm wearing doc martens with a bunch of safety pins on the on the on the shoelaces and a flannel yeah. tied around my waist and a chain wallet and my parents were like what the fuck is wrong with this guy and then then as if that wasn't enough shards of glass in their eyeballs couple months later, I come back. I'm like, I've declared a major. I'm going to be a figure drawing major. And my dad's like, wow, what, <laughs> what are you saying? Wow. What are the words coming out of your mouth? They vaguely resemble English, but for a second, I thought you said figure drawing. <laughs> what God's name is that? And, uh, that stuck for quite a bit, actually. It didn't end. I, I did in fact get a degree in that, but I, I didn't, uh, I also got something that would work. I, so I, got a second, <laughs> I got a second one too because you're like i am never gonna make a dollar doing that you know i even at that young age of 18 i had visions in my head of me sharing a, a loft in soho with 12 other guys that were also all artists and I'm now 55. now it's 24 guys yeah right right now it's because like of inflation years. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that is funny. So, uh, so what, how, how's life with you right now? Are you, how you doing? You know, man, I, I, I'm, I'm having a good time. I, I, you know, COVID, the stress of COVID really weighs heavy on everybody. Mm. Um, and, and to be able to help, man, that's, that's probably like the number one secondary complaint there is just the level of heaviness, the level of stress that people are just fucking carrying around, man. Right. It's, it's, it's horrible. But but to be able to help with that and, and you know, uh, you know, you you describe my job pretty accurately. It's it's at the end of the day, it's really just a lot of stabbing and, mm. and sticking cups on. And if I'm being even more honest, it's it's me walking back and forth between two doors that are three feet apart yeah. saying, you OK? All right, I'll be back in 15 yeah, minutes. Right. <laughs> like it's it, But but um, it, it's good to be able to help people. Um, I think people are really getting it like our office just it, it, it's it's vibing now you know it's it's kind of cool sweet no that is cool i i i have to say i i have always thought that that portion of your job and people like you it has been really cool because 
you know, you could walk away from something and, and look, I've been, I, I've, I've had treatments at your place. And when I walked out from one of those cupping sessions, I was like, holy shit, man, I am like a changed person. Like, I was like, I, like, I don't even feel like, a, and like, if you heard that like once a day from anybody, I think that's gotta be pretty rewarding now. I mean, well, you know, like I, my, my mentor and I'm, I'm going to ramble a little here. Like when I was a student, <clears throat> I had one patient that never saw me before, right? And it was kind of a weird setup where he was like, and, and stop me if I've told you this before, but uh, he he's like, look, I'm going to have you see this one patient. He goes, uh, just do your intake and walk out. I was like, well, that's a little weird. Okay. You know, like you don't want, you don't want to take the pulses, do anything that we normally right. do. No, just do the, do ask the questions, walk out. So this, this woman's there and you could tell she was a little nervous and I had a male assistant. So like every semester you kind of like go up one range and then one person comes in behind you. So the assistant wasn't yet treating, but they were following and observing and that kind of stuff. And, uh, did the intake and we walked out and my mentor goes, go and just put, put these two needles in. And that's not a typical thing that he would do just these two. Right. And, uh, I put them in. And I walk out and I get to the treatment room, right? The treatment, the, when I get to the write-up room, the clinic write-up room is soundproof, right? So we can talk about patients and, right, okay. you know, it's a closed area. So door shuts. and place one of my doing our podcast, maybe? It's completely soundproof. <laughs> They've got a lot of herbs in there. I don't know if they still do, but, uh, uh, but anyway, even you know, better, I got in there. Even more of a reason. None of the good ones, yeah, man. Okay. None of the ones we want. But um, within that, like within seconds, another student came running in and goes like, hey, Tom, your patient's crying. And I went, fuck. You know, I just, she was fine. And I went in and I go, oh, you okay? And she goes, go get Peter, my mentor. And I go, well, did, 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 did the needles hurt? Do you want me to take them? No, just don't touch me. Go get Peter. So I looked at the the assistant who also happened to be a male and I'm like what the fuck so we go out we get Peter and Peter's like just sit here don't don't do anything and he does the whole rest of the treatment and I'm sitting there going oh fuck I'm getting kicked out of school yeah, what the fuck right. did I do wrong what the fuck did I do wrong with the I'm like did I say anything was I was I like weird did I make a weird joke did I I mean and all of that is completely possible in, from me yeah. but with, with within uh that hour uh my mentor comes back in and he goes all right she wants to talk to you and i'm like fuck it. so i go in and she's goes look um you know i only used to see barbara a female student and she goes um i didn't tell you this i was abused uh i thought i was ready to have you, you know another male touch me um i wasn't and I felt like shit that entire fucking day, right? Next day, I'm back in clinic. And it was my second time treating this like giant dude that was like from, he was from Miami. He was doing all this high lie betting and stuff. And he was so into it. And he was coming in with diabetic neuropathy because his toe was like, it, it felt like a battery was going on uh, on it. He's like, dude, I don't know what you did. Uh, next day toes completely normal. You fixed me. So I treated him again. We're walking out and I'm taking him out to the front desk so he can book his next one. And, and he's pointing at people and going, don't, don't see that student. Come see my guy. Don't see that. So now I'm like puffing out my chest. My ego's getting bigger, right? 
And I dropped the dude off and my mentor was like some kind of fucking ninja, right? I walk around the corner and he's standing there and he goes, hey, man, you remember how you felt yesterday? And I mean, he might as well have just cracked me in the gut. You know, like I was doubled over like he just stunned me. And he goes, look, you're going to have good treatments. You're going to have bad treatments, but you don't get to own that outcome, good or bad. Like you do your best. And then what happens happens, right? You're like, I'm not going to treat somebody and their cancer is going to go away, you know, and can I help them? Yeah, I can make them feel better. But if I start getting my ego into that, and of course I do, I'm a fucking human, but like, but like remembering that keeps it, uh, I don't want to say lighter, but like, I don't have the heaviness. I don't have to own the failures as much if I don't own the, uh, own the successes, you know, oh, that's an interesting, like I, I'm, ex- I'm excited when people get what they want, but I don't like, I'm not the one pulling the strings. Right. I mean, and, and if we look at it, th- that doesn't happen in Western medicine either. You take the drug it might work for you. You take the drug and it might help a little. You take the drug and you're one of those fucking weirdo, like 1% that gets the death. Right. Yeah, that's mm. that fucking sucks. Yeah. And the doctor didn't do anything wrong, you know? So so it's kind of like if I keep that in my head, I don't I don't get my ego too big, you know? Well, that is a remarkably grounded way of thinking about that. And uh, I, don't, don't worry, my ego will get yeah, big don't in worry. a second. Don't worry. Talk long enough, Matt. We will derail this groundedness. I will. I will show you what a pompous asshole I am. (laughs) Right. Right. So, uh, so I did want to actually ask you a question. Um, Yeah, man. I had a conversation the other day, which, which actually kind of left me scratching my head, you know, like you want to talk about ego. I think, you know, when we talk about things that we have a familiarity with. Mm -hmm. I think it's all too easy to sort of jump into expression of your opinion, right? Like saying, okay, here's what I think. You asked my opinion. Here it is, blah, 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 blah. But in this particular case, like I, I ended up finding out that like, while I definitely have an opinion on it, it is a very nuanced and layered Mm. answer. And I'm kind of just wanted to riff for a minute about it because Honestly, I'm struggling a little bit with it, right? Yeah. So the question was, I was talking with somebody who um, who was expressing a discontent for the idea that we could possibly have a vaccine passport um, hmm. and or some kind of legitimate, legal, legally binding proof of vaccine right and and we could use said vaccine for anything from international travel to job employment like whatever right yeah and as soon as we got into the various applications of what a passport could mean is when the nuance of this problem kind of hit me over the head a little bit because at first blush i mean i've got my vaccine and the boosters and if tomorrow they tell me i need another one i'm getting that one too and i mean there i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm as many pricks as you want to put in me, I, I mean, put put them. Just jab me all over the fucking place. I don't care. And Phrasing. Yes, I recognize all of the <laughs> of that. But like, you know, they always say like, you know, they made a joke out of it. They're like, get the, pr- you know, the big prick or whatever. I'm like, look, I'll take as big a prick as you fucking want. And I will make fun of myself for saying that all day. 
I, but I'm not going to not take the fucking prick because that's yeah. just not in my nature, right? Period. And me, this could be memed to death. I'm, I, I'll help you design it in Photoshop. Trust me. I, listen, man, you know I have none of those skills. Yeah. I, I, no, anybody listening, I will I will help you Photoshop the, fuck, the meme. It's fine. But here's the question, right? If somebody were to ask me, would you be okay with having a vaccine passport? I'm like, fuck yeah, I have no problem with that. Like none whatsoever. Now. What ha- but that is only because I am on the, you know, what are we at? Like 68% in change in the U.S. And I heard 77% in Canada. And, you know, that. so, you know, I would say more people on this planet than not have this at this point. And yes. And so, so like, I, I it's easy to say these things when you're on the, the winning side of things, as it were, like numerically speaking, I should say. Um, now if I was not on that side though, and I was of the mindset where I was not comfortable with getting a vaccine, yeah, would I be as comfortable with the vaccine? And the, the answer, I mean, at first blush is probably not, but when you start inspecting the reasons why not, that's where it starts to get pretty complicated, right? Like, cause what happens if I am a healthcare worker and I didn't get vaccinated? Well, mm-hmm. it, it will put your job's me. going away. Yeah, your yeah. job's going away. Right. Like. But not only is this job going away that you currently have, but if you don't have a vaccine passport, you're not getting another one. So it's either time to become a figure illustrator or get your vaccine. Like those are your options, right? I mean, yeah, you know, apparently anybody can get an acupuncture license. So I guess you can. I, you listen, <laughs> man. Believe me, you should hear me talking about my colleagues. <laughs> But, and then, you know, and then international travel, you know, I know a lot of countries, I mean, we saw what just happened at the Australian open, uh, uh, God, that was made into such a big fucking thing, dude. Like you're going to another country. Well, you don't get to, you don't get to say what's what there. Well, no, I mean, I mean, if we want to take a brief detour on that, like, I'm sorry, no, no, listen, talk about that. But here's actually, it's not even a brief detour because actually that's, that kind of gets into the meat and potatoes of this, right? Okay. Yeah. So Djokovic did not have a vaccine passport, obviously. Djokovic did not have the Pokovic. He did not have the Pokovic (laughs) and no Pokovic, no play tennis, right? Like, yeah, this was, and here's the thing. Those rules are well-established well ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. You know, he pulled an Aaron Rodgers on this one and was like, well, I'm I've been, you know, immunized. What can we can we peel that back a little bit? Like now, Australia was pretty blunt about it. And they're like, look, the rules of engagement here are fucking finite and very clear. Right. Well, you know, and but that's, you know, as an island nation, they're so strict with like, like you can't bring certain foods on a fucking plane to go in, you know, so like. And and once again, it's it's their country. Well, let's talk. I mean, you could talk about the hubris component of this all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, who do yeah. you think you are? And I think actually that this, you know, you see this in a bunch of things like rich people. The rules don't apply to rich people. So no. said every rich person ever kind of thing. You know, it's like I, 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 I know plenty of pretty wealthy people that are. And and I would say that, you know. By and large, most of them are pretty rational people. But when it comes to a rule they want to bend, for whatever reason they choose to want to bend it, all of a sudden no, the rules it. don't yeah, yeah. apply to them, right? Like it's like yeah, yeah. Mm, and you're like, what do I, what do I care? I can pay the fine, right, or right, I, right, I, right. You know, I'll get out of this. Yeah, I uh, a friend of mine in high school's father got a 
pulled over in Montana for doing something. I, I don't remember the exact speed, but it was like like 130 miles an hour. So it was crazy. It was dumb fast. Yeah. And he got a ticket. It was 20 bucks, I think, or some nominal fee, but it wasn't a speeding ticket. It was a wasting gas ticket. Like it was. And, and he said, he said, it's 20 bucks and you can pay it like here. And the guy was like so flummoxed. He threw him a hundred and said, I'm going to speed through your whole goddamn (laughs) (laughs) And I was like laughing my ass off because I'm like sitting there going, all right, well you had the money and that's kind of a douchebag thing to say, but. Well, you know, the the expression is the only crime is being poor. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, like, but like. So Djokovic is sitting there going, I'm super wealthy. I'm like one of the world's best tennis stars. There's no fucking way they're going to let me not play tennis um, until they didn't. Right. Like, until, you know, the, this is the era of fuck around and find out. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. And then I, I, I read also, and I didn't follow this down cause I don't really, I'm, I'm not a huge tennis fan. So aside from the, the hubris part of that and making fun of a rich asshole who thought he was better than the rules of another country. I, I, I don't care about him or that whole situation. And, but I did hear that the French open was also already taking him off of the books, like as a possibility for the same reason. Look, you know, you, 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 if you're in the public eye, you're at the mercy of one, the public and two the, 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 like I'll say performance venue. Right. right. So if if you screw with one and there's kind of an association, who do you think you're pissing off, man? Well, you're going to piss so off the, the whole thing. thing. So Djokovic is probably that like he makes money by winning tennis matches, right? Like that. And, and the more tennis matches he, he wins, makes a lot of money hitting a yellow ball. Right, right. Well, he gets paid <laughs> a lot of money to win, hit, to hit that ball better than anybody else. Yeah. And then there's endorsements and 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 all the other stuff that comes with it, right? So on the face of it, you kind of say to yourself, well, I mean, come on, just get a fucking vaccine and then you're game on. You can make any tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars you want. Yeah. All you got to do is get two little shots. And then and I don't even know that the the vaccine mandate required a, a booster. I think it just required you to be vaccinated or have this exemption. Now, it was my understanding and somebody I'm sure will bitch me out for not getting this 100 percent right. But. The gist of the story was he fucked around with the rules and he wasn't forthcoming with exactly the situation. And I can't remember if it was the timing of it. He said he mm-hmm. had, had COVID earlier in the year, and I don't know if it was outside or inside the window and he lied about it. I'm not sure. But the fact of the matter is he he went against their rules, whatever they were, and he expected to get away with it. And he did. Now, I'm sure he's pretty fucking pissed. He probably spent a ton of money with lawyers getting that fought. But he's now out of another tournament. Now, here you have somebody who is now that that's got to be materially impactful to him. Like, should we have the right as a society to, to impose those sort of things on people? Because it's sort of a a Hobson's choice uh, really, right? Like if you have a vaccine vaccination card rather, or a vaccine passport or whatever that ended up being, it's not really a choice now, is it? If you're a professional tennis player, apparently, and you want to play in the Australian open, you don't really have a choice, right? Like, and so like, where does that leave us? And it's a complicated question. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and you're right. It's, it's, it is very nuanced. We do have, you know, this, this concept of personal sovereignty, right? But I, I think we, we've discussed this before a little bit where like, look, it's all fine and good as long as it only affects you. 
Right. You know, when it affects other people, you have to be thinking of the entire society, not just what your hopes and desires and what your personal beliefs are. And and I think that's where it gets dicey, right? So part of me is like, look, man, do I want to carry around something? You know, and I, I mean, like people start comparing this to like, where's your papers kind of thing, you know, but like they did that. Remember? And I, I almost bought these because I thought they were funny back back when they started doing the body scans before you got on the plane right. after 9-11. There was underwear that had metal woven into it with the Fourth Amendment on it. Yeah, yeah you know, basically. And, uh, you know, so saying like you're free to move around your country without presenting documentations or without, uh, uh, you know, uh, illegal search and these kind of things. So, you know, it's kind of funny. And at the same time, it's like, look, dude, just get on the fucking plane and don't be an asshole. Right. Right. Well, yeah, you mean, know, I, and, air, so I travel a decent amount, or at least I used yeah. to. And, um, and starting to again, and you know what, like, I don't want all that radiation zapping me at the airport, but I know I totally get at the that same time. I also don't want this fucking shithead next to me strapping on C4 to his fucking yeah. chest and jumping on a plane that I happen to be on. You yeah. know, like, I, I mean, you know, I got a temper, but but and 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 I guess I guess a secondary point there is like we have one catastrophic event that killed what three thousand people on nine eleven. Mm. We are losing thirty five hundred people a day right now, and this has been going on for over two years. No, I mean, I, and I and we're still like we're still protesting. We're still having these fights about things that like. I believe are in our best interest. So I definitely believe that too. But I mean, I, I guess, you know, look, I, I don't agree. I very clearly don't agree with people who are against getting a vaccine. And I certainly, certainly don't agree with people who not only don't get a vaccine, but also are cavalier about running in and coughing all over somebody in, at the, in Walmart or something, you know, like at not, some point they will get sued, you, you know, like I'm just, so that's it. So, okay. That that's a great jump. That's the next, I was going to get to the legal thing, but that's exactly yeah. the right thing. Like, so do we, are we at a point where I'm like, look, you know what you, you are not, if you cough on me or if you're in public and you don't have a mask on and you cough on me and, and, and I didn't give you permission. Like, are we in a, in a violation situation? So, like, you know, I had, I had a conversation with a lawyer that, that, that for a long time practiced in medical law. Right. And he, you know, I mentioned this to him. I'm like, are we going to get to the point where like some assholes not wearing a mask and somebody gets sick on a plane or, or whatever this close scenario is, whatever the situation is. Can can that person turn around and sue? And he started to talk about a case that came up in, uh, you know, when AIDS was kind of like like AIDS isn't gone. But certainly when AIDS was like in in the news every day, somebody knowingly was infected, had sex unprotected with other people and did not tell them. Gave somebody AIDS and that person turned around and sued them for, you know, basically killing them. Right. And they won. Did they really? They won. So, you know, if you know you're sick and if you're going out coughing and you're doing something that's reckless, I, I believe you you are culpable. You you are to blame. You you bear that. 
Well, you know, this goes down the rabbit hole. So this goes down a different rabbit hole now, though, because, you know, you've heard this argument out there that, like, you know, anybody who's not vaccinated who comes down with COVID shouldn't be allowed into the hospital. I've heard this argument by a bunch of people. It it is such, it is such a fucking, like, and that's exactly, Howard Stern just had some rant about that, didn't he? I I think he did. And, but here's where I'm saying, like, and and obviously, you know, uh, I, I had this conversation with another person. They're like, well, so does that mean we don't let smokers into the hospital for lung cancer? Like they, they don't get, they don't get lung transplants. Well, so, so here's, right. You know, like if you're a drinker, you don't get a liver right 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 so yeah but they they can get in and and have you know basic comfort you know administered palliative yeah, care yeah, right. well actually right now they can't because all the hospital beds are yeah, taken well, up so with unvaccinated don't get into a car accident five to seven days after a major holiday <laughs> because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah you know, you, you, the hospitals will be completely overrun and you're completely fucked. Right. Like I, I don't, yeah. I, I, you know, like, what are you going to do there? You know? And so, you know, like, look in a basic argument, every single human who's died of COVID since vaccines were available readily is yeah. technically under question, right? Like not cause you, we know people that are vaccinated. I've read a ton of stories of people who were vaccinated, who still died. And like, you know, one day we're going to figure out what that genomic signature is that, that causes that. And when we do, that's going to be the next gold mine of N of one testing is to be like, you know, we figured out, excuse me, what, what gene caused this. And every schmuck like myself and you and everybody else who did a 23 me test is going to all the sudden We're going to go look it up. Data, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Like for twenty five ninety nine, send us your raw twenty three data, and we'll tell you right now if you're going to die of COVID or not. Like, I mean, but yeah, but look, that's not completely out of the question, right? I mean, we we that's well within like non science fiction territory, right? I mean, no, I, you know, and and you know, we're we're learning more and more, and the virus is mutating, so the game changes. But you know, like God, man, I, I mean. It, we like in no way in my mind did I think this was going to last this long. Well, I don't think anybody did, obviously, but I guess, I, yeah, you know, my, but, but like, so here's the thing. Let's say we get to that, like, you know, cause if you're, if you're talking about this topic, we got to follow the bouncing ball and, you know, yeah. let's follow the bouncing ball. So now we found out what the genomic signature is, what, what actual gene is causing death. You know, I was listening mm-hmm. to an interesting, uh, Chris Cresser report on cell uh, of, natural ways to bolster your immune system. And and it was, you know, he's a naturopath and it's like, definitely like his slant is very, very clearly homeopathic remedies and like, you know, Mm -hmm. things you can do to bolster it. But he was surprisingly not uh, anti-vaccine. In fact, he, he all but said, we should. He, he's he's uh, he's a researcher above all else. No, no, so he, I mean, you yeah. know, he he talks very heavy about diet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's not gonna. He, you can't ignore data. Well, no, and he and so, but he was basically he he stopped just short of saying everyone should get vaccinated. But I mean, he was basically saying here's a bunch of other stuff you can do. And and his point was interesting, where you know he said, you know, the input variable is always the same. Yeah. Coronavirus does not change. Now, even when you talk about strain mutation, like it's just, it's still, it's still the same shape. Yeah. It's still, no matter what it is, Delta was still Delta. It doesn't matter, but it kills somebody and 
somebody else is asymptomatic. So if both sides of that spectrum are asymptomatic and death, like what, cha- what, what, what are those two genetic what variables? What are the variables that, that turn that knob, you know, one way mm-hmm. or the other and crank up the volume. So let's say we find that, right? So boom, today we have found it. Is, is it within an employer's right to ask if they have this gene? And so it, it it's such a weird, it's because such it, a it weird It affects topic. everybody at the, at the place that you work. Right. I mean, look, absolutely. People who are not vaccinated, we know this and, and, and become a much greater vector for mutation. Right. Like we know this, this isn't like, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't, you know, fuzzy science. So if an employer comes up and says, listen, here we have a non-vaccinated human being with a genomic signature that would indicate they are more likely to be very ill and they refuse to get vaccinated. I can't roll the dice on having an employee get infected infected. and then turn around and suing you. Well, not only just suing, but I can't have an employee that I know from a genetic certainty is going to be out of work for a long time if they contract COVID some at some point. That's that's a real interesting thing, right? Because like there's certain things we can ask as an employer, but we there's other things we can't like, you know, even jobs that require lifting. Right. They'll be like, okay, you need to be able to lift 40 pounds. That's about as deep as it goes as far as like (laughs) physical issues. So asking for your genetic code is kind of what what you're getting at. Right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, how far do you that's creepy? You You know that you know what I mean? Like, look, if we're going to make an argument right, and I'm just going to get into devil's advocate mode here for a second, Mm -hmm. if we're going to make an argument that I have to have a piece of paper that documents my vaccine status. Well, well, you you got to peel back the onion here. Why are we doing that? Well, we're doing it to protect public health by ensuring a vaccine. So what else are we doing in the name of protecting public health? Right. And like, that's where I start to get into a, I mean, this gets into an interesting wormhole because where where does that stop? Because I don't disagree. I think it's fucking creepy as hell to ask somebody what their, you know, what their 23 and me profile looks like before you get an employment. Yeah. And, and, you know, on the same token, if it's coming from, and this is where it gets weird, if it's coming from the place of, I want to make sure that everyone's safe around me and in my work environment, I totally get that. But, but the ethics behind it, what happens when you have that data, right? I mean, it's funny. We all cry about like our, our privacy and stuff like that. And then we sign up for every fucking yeah. social media thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know more about us than our family. I mean, the, the, uh, the perennial thing that I'm in technology, obviously. And, and like the perennial, you know, joke is if the product is free, you are the product. <laughs> you are the product. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Facebook you know, knows more about me than like every human that's ever met me put together uh, at times a million, like, you know what I mean? Like times 10 million. I don't even know. Like Facebook knows I'm about to buy something two weeks before I'm even thinking I, if, before I even know what it is. Yeah. It's kind of creepy, you man. Know, like, yeah. Um, but like, you know, look, m- like that's an interesting thing too, because now you got metaverse coming down the, down the road. Right. And, Oh, geez, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's truly cringeworthy. I don't, I don't know, man. It's cringeworthy, <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, technology is agnostic of everything, right? It is simply a fact, right? It, you know, sunshine is neither good nor bad, right? Like if you, if you have seasonal affective disorder, 
Sunshine yeah. is great. If you have whatever that disease is that you're allergic to the sun, that's less good. <laughs> you know, like so. I, so the, it, very not good. Yes, like, there are things that are just simply neutral, and technology, in my opinion, is one of those things. Like how you apply the technology, how you use it, to what end you track it. Those are all. Those are all the things that like add m- morality to the mix. But like in a vacuum, metaverse is neither good nor bad. But but the question is the cringeworthy part that I, that I'm thinking is, is like, you know, this is a great way to escape some of these things. Right. Okay. So like I have a desire to skirt a vaccine passport, but I got this Oculus headset and I've got this cool avatar with a bunch of shit in my metaverse. Like I don't fucking need a vaccine card. I can just sit in my living room and conduct my business yeah. from here. But that's, and, and that's kind of, I, I think that's the trade-off, right? And I think I was talking to somebody at, at the office today about this. It's like, look, man, you don't want to get a vaccine. That's fine. But then you're you're saying you don't want to be part of the community in my head to some degree, right? You don't you, you want to do whatever you want to do, but that's not how society works. Right. Well, I do like, find it I, funny that, that they don't have any problem accepting the fact that I can't run down the street and shoot somebody in the face. You know, I can't walk down the street. Well, listen, listen, man, that's fine. If you don't want to get a vaccine, I want I want the right to shoot people in the face. Right. Well, not only yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, you I know, mean, it's... the laundry list of shit I cannot do freely and openly is is nearly endless, right? I mean, we can't uh, Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can't just run around doing whatever we want. And and so like I I find it a little weird and I don't know, maybe is it just the newness of this like does this go away in five I, years? I, like, you, you, you know, know, but like I mean, think think about it and somebody used the analogy of seatbelts, right? Like Oh yeah, I saw Cuz oh, you you know, and then oh, the, you need to wear this lap belt. I'm not wearing a lap belt. It's uncomfortable. Hey, you know what? The lap belts are okay. But now we're going to have like a a, a cross chest strap. Oh my God, I'm not wearing. Uh, okay, we're also putting an airbag in it, right? So, so why? New data came out. We found a safer, better way to do it, and we evolved that system. Sure. And the rules changed. Right, and and why? you get a ticket for not to keep you a from killing right. yourself. Yeah, and you don't, and you get a, and you get a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt, right? Like so. absolutely. So it's not like, I mean, yeah, the world is filled. What we talked about the other day, like I can't go into a movie theater and yell fire, like, you know, something as I, I stupid mean, as that, right? Like, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely it. Look, there's, if you want to live in a quote unquote free society, you're still in a society and that has uh, ethics and values that has rules and regulations. And if you abide by them, great, you're fine. If you don't, you get to leave society or you are punished yeah, by said society. society. And that's your, that's your <laughs> like, I, honestly, man, you want to go fucking live in a hut in the woods. Don't get vaccinated. Don't, you know, like don't do, don't do anything. But the second you set foot on a road that is public or you go into a building that is public, uh, you, you know, or you interact with, with the public you have to conform to those rules. So, so let me throw another thing at you, man. All right. So we're talking about vaccine, uh, yeah. you know, passports. Now, what if I tell you that I, I got one of these dark web gene editors <laughs> and, you know, and I, I'm starting to crisper my ass, you know, uh, at my house using CRISPR and whatever other 
homemade DIY gene editing bullshit, which, you know what, I know we want to talk about this on another show and it is a very deep well of depravity, depravity. We're going to need a geneticist. Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) at the very least, what was that old phrase? Like dime store psychologist, like dime store psychiatrist or armchair psychiatrist. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the much more deadly version of this is armchair genetic, you know, bioengineer. Well, it's it, it's genius on one level, right? And and I I do believe that there are people out there that are smart enough to figure it out and do it safely. But do I and, have to and, ask that person to document it and carry it around so that I know what I'm up against as a guy sharing a blue ball with that guy? I, I think you've watched. I think you've watched a little bit too much uh, Super Soldier kind of <laughs> <But, laughs> movie mean, thing. So I guess the, I guess the question. I mean, this all kind of goes to the same place, right? Like if I yeah. gene edit myself, right, and I and I know I can do this. I can try to edit out, you know, a, a chronic illness, a fatal illness. I can try mm-hmm. to, you know, edit out, you know, blue eyes to brown. I mean, I can do all kinds of wacky shit, right? Wacky stuff, but. Does that freedom come at the cost of having to tell some other people about it so that they could make an informed decision about how to interact with me? Right. Like, you know, like I, and that's kind of, this is an interesting one. What, what a a, a vaccine passport ostensibly opens the door for. I would, I would argue against that there. I would, I would say it's a little bit, a little bit more, it's, it, it's, different enough. And and the reason I'm saying that is like, if you alter your genes, that's in you, you know, and, and I think the only way it would ever affect anyone else is if you are planning on having offspring with somebody else, right? Like y- your genes are not going to do something to me where if you carry a virus, a parasite, an infection, that is transmissible through any method and you don't disclose that to people around you. I I mean, unless you are trying to intentionally infect people or, or you think you can keep it to yourself. I mean, that's, that's not, that's like, you're putting others at risk either way. No, yeah, no. I mean, I listen and, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, I'm intentionally trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist right now because like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel, you know, on the one hand, I, I feel like this is probably a far flung, you know, theory that, that probably gets into like real niche possibilities, you know? Yeah. But, you know, look, I mean, I could literally order a home CRISPR kit today. Yeah. Like I could just get it sent to me. Right. And I, I read this article about this guy um, who ordered a CRISPR uh, kit and his roommate said something like, are we going to get sick? And it was like a fucking Petri dish of E. coli that he was culturing in the refrigerator. And he said, no, it says on the label right here, non-pathogenic. And, and he's like, but I had no fucking idea. And I'm like sitting there going. See, this is the kind of dumb fucks who are going to be ordering CRISPR kits on the internet. Nah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And like, you know what? Quite frankly, in, in not so conspiracy theory terms, I don't fucking want to share the same air as that lunatic, right? Like that dude is fucking. Crazy. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. You, you know, like, I, I, 
<laughs> I think they're more than likely going to hurt themselves before they hurt somebody else. You know, well, that's I, I we're think in the primordial pond of this environment. Oh, oh, like... when it comes preloaded with programs and stuff like yeah. that, you know, you you know, things are going to go sideways only because, uh, you know, the technology will be smarter than us by leaps and bounds. Right. And and we will not have the mental capacity to deal with those ethical dilemmas. Well, I think that's where we're at. Like, th that's actually a great segue into, like, I think where we are as a, from a public policy standpoint. You know, we've got a bunch of very old white people running our country right now. And granted, there are a couple others, but by and large, it's a bunch of really old white people that when they were relevant, like younger, relevant, you know, young politicians on the rise instead of stodgy old congressmen or senators, computers didn't exist. <laughs> or if they did, they were, you know, Palm Pilots or, you know, Apple two C's like they weren't there. They're fucking CRISPR yeah, was yeah. not even like you remember what a pager was the shit, oh, man. I had one of those in high school. It was fucking amazing. Oh, I forget the name of the company, but we used to be able to like call up an operator and have a message sent to a pager. It was two lines long. And we used to just see what the limit of those people's patience <laughs> was about what they would write on a pager. The the question, the answer to that question is they couldn't care less what you asked them to write. They were absolutely cool. not <laughs> like, like I what I wouldn't give to talk to one of those operators now and get some war stories about like, what's the weirdest shit somebody ever had you write on a pager? Uh, yeah, but, I, I mean, but like, okay. you know what? We, we have a bunch of old people that don't understand technology and even the people who are, you know, younger, they don't they're not scientists and like quite frankly look at the world we live in right you've got national security concerns which are probably taking precedent over a bunch of other shit like CRISPR editing right yeah um, yeah and then right now obviously you've got you know the the uh you know covid pandemic that's also taking priority over CRISPR editing but but how many multitudes of other fucking problems are we having the the width of possibility in problems so is getting wider by the minute. It's absolutely. And and I think like what as we've been talking, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to butcher this quote. Let me Google it. Mm. And it comes from this guy, Edward o, o. Wilson. OK, the real problem of humanity is the following. We have paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions and godlike technology. That is and an it is terrifically question. dangerous. And it is now approaching a point of critical overall. A crisis overall. Sorry. So uh, and and I think that's that's really what it is. I mean, I, I know I've said it before. We've had the same style that, brain. That quote, copy that and put that in the chat. You got it, man. Now that I shut the fucking link. No, right? Yeah. History, baby. Recently closed tabs. Just get get there. Come on. Talk about. Oh, I, I clear. I, I clear that out for, you know, reasons. For <laughs> I uh, I have reasons for that. There's reasons uh, and things. Yeah, your kid comes in and checks your uh, computer's like, "Hey, Dad, were you looking for a babysitter for me?" <laughs> <You're> like, <"No." laughs> yes, hot young teens in my area. Yeah, uh -huh, right. <laughs> um, so so that is, but that's totally that's nail on the head, right? Like we 
That's it. We are evolving at a pace faster. Like we are not evolving at the same pace. Our problems are evolving. Right. And so, yeah, you know, I, I almost think now, now that we're kind of peeling this and this is why I wanted to talk to you about it because it's a complicated emotion for me because I don't know where to think about this. I don't, I don't want some nudnik running around like without a vaccine breathing on me, you know, I, I I'd love to know. Look, man, I don't even want people that aren't infected and have the vaccine well, breathing on me. A, a better point. Like you know, <laughs> one thing that I have not missed about it during COVID bronchitis, strep throat. I, you know, I, I was like, I don't think I've had a cold in like, a cold in, I don't remember how long. Right. Like, I mean, you know, like I definitely don't miss any of that shit for sure. But you know, I also do miss, Shaking hands. Well, I don't. I, I lied. I take that back. I don't miss shaking hands. Fist bump is. Nah, I, I I gotta say, I I think it's pretty funny. I like I've seen shirts that say like, even after this is all over, please stay six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I get that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, like, this, that's not that's not how that. Well, it's funny. Somebody came up to me the other day. I can't remember where I was. Um, but I I met. I ran into somebody I haven't seen in a long time. And they came up and hugged me like, you know, you, you know, just a little hug. And I yeah. almost wanted to yell rape. Like I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why, what do you, why are we touching? Why are we touching? Oh my God, get off of me. You fucking lunatic. What in the hell are you thinking? Like, I, I thought that was a brazen maneuver, but it was so physically uncomfortable for me to like mm -hmm. receive a hug from somebody. First of all, that was the first hug I'd have in two years. But, but second of all, like, dude, for two years, we've, we've dialed this in. Like you don't just randomly walk up and hug anybody any more than you walk up and grab someone's ass. Like that's also not okay. Like I'm not like, I put those in the same category now. Right. Like it's, it's so weird. And, and for me where I like literally my hands have never been drier. The amount of like Purell that I use in my clinic, but like literally I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And I don't shake hands. I don't do anything. And then they lay down on my table and I got my hands like literally all like, boom, it's on your, it's on your foot. Oh, now it's on your face. Now it's, you know, it's like, it's such a weird thing to me to go like, there's a virus around. I'm cleaning the shit out of my hands, but I'm still touching people. Sure. Well, you're not touching them and then licking your fingers, presumably. So like, presumably, yeah, <laughs> presumably. keeps their pages yeah. from sticking together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It is definitely like a weird, you know, it, it's left me in a weird state of existence because all the shit that we talk about on this show and in private and, and with friends of ours could broadly be applied to a passport if you thought about it for more than a minute and a half. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, maybe not getting red light therapy and, and exercise with oxygen. You know, certainly there are certain things that are not like, you know, things that require a passport, but like, you know, getting into some of this fringe, you know, boutique science stuff, like, I, you know, any of that, I mean, hell COVID, what did that start with? Like a bat and a pig or whatever the fuck, you know, like, you I, know? I, I don't know. I mean, we've been trying to blame animals since the get go. I'm glad it wasn't the pangolin. Yeah. Those, those guys have suffered enough, yeah. man. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Chinese medicine. When, when people blame them, I'm like, oh fuck! Now they're gonna kill. They're like these little cute little things, yeah, and, yeah. and like we, we've been murdering them for years for, for stupid. What for? Like, 
Are, are, do they do they have those as like medicine? Is that like the thing with? Yeah, yeah. So they they have kind of like these armor scales. I mean, they're, they look they're cool like as shit. some. I know. I they're cool as shit, but they're they're slow moving and they're pretty gentle. So like, I mean, that's that they're they're like real easy for people to poach. Um, and and what what they were originally saying was they thought that like somebody that that was the jump, right? You know, I mean, we we know we got AIDS from or HIV from SIV from simians from chimpanzees right. from blood contamination um and and it's it's not unheard of of something jumping from you know zoonotic to human especially a virus that can you know rapidly mutate um and you know there's plenty of other SARS type that it aren't covid but um that we can get and there's there's plenty others in the animal world uh it's it's crazy man it's just crazy. Well, so so I guess you know, as with anything else in this show, we're not uh, we're not going to uh, solve the world's problems tonight. But no, but I appreciate you indulging me on this little thought exercise for a minute because I, you know, unlike a lot of the things that we talk about here, I do think that this, you know, grappling with the morality of what we talk about here in a, in a longer term thing, just like that book lifespan we talked about on this thing, right? Like, great. I can do genetic recession and cellular senescence termination and I can Mm -hmm. do get, get an aging vaccine and all this shit, but like, should I? And if I do like, who gets it? Is it only rich people? Is it like, you know, like, is there rules to how many hundreds of years? There's been more than one movie about that. No, I get, no, I mean, I get it. But like like that movie Gattaca, remember that thing where you're like sitting there, like you, you only the, uh, you know, only the genetically superior get to be around. I mean, you got this guy like sucking skin cells off of a fucking keyboard so he wouldn't get caught. Like, I mean, you know, that's the other thing we didn't even touch on that. Like the black market implications of a vaccine passport are staggering. Like, like I mean, now you're going to get people getting fucking shot over, you know, like black. I, I wonder, I wonder if it's going to be like fake IDs back yeah, in the totally, day, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're just going to go to some dude's hotel room and they're going to be chalking it with a colored pencil. Be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if I just make that to a five, yeah, we are good to go. Right? Like, We're good to go. Yeah, right. Like, you know, people are selling like holographic, paper on the black market for thousands of dollars a sheet <laughs> like just amazing and like and like and like the hot girls are going to have really crappy ones but they're still going to get still- in <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right yeah exactly right i mean come on i mean like that's so right though right i mean, I mean come on it's it's it, like in so many places this can go down anyway i could talk about this all night but uh, this is funny so uh what are you getting into this week man Man, I, I, I've been diving into I, I, I made this one rabbit hole of a dive into a moxibustion essay that I stumbled across. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't from moxibustion is an herb that we burn on the surface on or near the surface of the skin in Chinese okay. medicine. It is the other half of acupuncture. Literally, it's the second character. If you use that character in, in Chinese, Japanese, Korean um, and uh just stumbling, trying to be nerdy, looking for weird uses of it. I found a PhD's candidate's dissertation on moxibustion in feudal Japan for exorcisms. What? And I, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, that. that's that's fucking weird. Oh, I'll give that a read. So I pulled up the PDF and I'm like, how, how long could this take? 
It's like 400 pages long. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. And, and this, this was like an anthropology degree, which is even more interesting because it's not, it's not looking at it through the lens of an acupuncturist. Interesting. Um, and and I'm hoping like I every time I pick it up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get into this. And I'm like, ah, that's real long. I don't have I, I can't just do this right now. Uh, but I'm I'm super excited to give that a go. Interesting. Um, that I got to say is not even close. to. I mean, if you gave me 10,000 guesses as to what you were up to this week, that would definitely not make the list. I randomly found it and I'm going to go talk to this Ph.D. What do you want to find out about? Well, I got to read the damn book. I got to like I, I, I got to read the thing first, but I would like to see. So, you know, we use these terms possession and demons even in Chinese medicine today, but it, it normally corresponds to some kind of like mental health crisis. Right. So if if the information is there, is it practical, practical and usable in a clinic today? And because this guy is not a clinician. I'm probably going to be left with some questions. Now, if they if they have an understanding of how moxibustion is used clinically, that's going to be more helpful. A lot of times when things are translated too, you got to realize that the the language has evolved. So things that meant what they meant then don't mean what they mean now. And then you got to ask like, well, you you had to have translated all these texts and either it was you or somebody else. And if none of you have a working knowledge of the medicine, which is part of the reason Chinese medicine as a whole or East Asian medicine as a whole kind of got lumped into this new age thing. It was a poor translation by a French businessman that paid translators that were not medical people to translate it. And then it, you know, so so if that's the case, there might be some very flowery terms in there that may very well be f- super esoteric concepts, or they could just be like mistranslations because like like this these two words mean this and this, and I have no idea what else they mean. So we're going to call it this. That's funny. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I I actually think we should talk about that at some point. That sounds wacky. Fuck. Now you're going to make me read the whole thing. I mean, I'm going to have to, man. I don't know what else to say. Well, I I feel a little uh, pedestrian after that because I'm afraid like my little, you know, rabbit hole is not nearly as wackadoodle as yours. But um, so years ago, I took a class on uh, epigenetics on Coursera. Oh, that's a great course. Oh, great, great. Coursera is great, yeah, I should yeah. say. Well, it didn't hurt that the uh, the instructor was this really attractive, nerdy girl from Australia. Who... Is it st- is it still up there? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the class was amazing. I loved it. I and uh, you know, I I got into it a little bit uh, afterwards, um, but I kind of dropped off. Like you know, like a lot of these little rabbit holes we go down, right? Well, the other day I kind of got back into like wondering, like what the hell is going on over at Coursera and it was late. I might've had a glass of wine or two. Um, and I, I just got down this rabbit hole and there is a ton of amazing classes on there. And so many, my biggest problem is I, I don't have an infant. I would have to have the entire book of lifespan come true to, in order to absorb all the data that I want to absorb off of that, that I gotcha. You know what I mean? But there was one on like fundamentals of immunology was one I was looking at. And I'm like sitting there going, you know what? Here's a fascinating course 
and totally apropos for the day. And like, by the way, if you don't think their marketing department did me their fucking homework about which ones to put on their biology homepage, you're crazy, right? Like, I mean, you know, in the middle of a global pandemic, you're like, oh, fundamentals of immunology. Like how many people you think took that class just because they're like, is CNN full of shit? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, but, but like, there, what was another one in there? It was um like, understanding the neurobiology of everyday life or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it was called. And, but then it goes into like crazy other shit, like just, you know, the science of stem cells was one of them. And like, you know, like Mm. it's just, and you're sitting there going, man, I'm, I'm certainly not going to be able to become like a molecular biologist off of Coursera, but actually could you like, could you not take the exact same amount of courses in, Look, man, they're college level courses. I did an amazing one on uh, the human biome. Oh, I'm sure that was cool as shit. It, it was great. It was fucking awesome. And what I like about these is, first of all, they're free. So fits my budget. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, you can take the tests if you want, but fuck all of those things. Because who needs? Why? Why? Uh, yeah. Now, I did take the epigenetic ones just to see if I was actually as stupid as I thought I was. And the answer is yes, I, I am pretty stupid because... Um, while I found it super interesting, retention of, of, you know, methylation and how many histones. It, it, it is so ridiculously detailed. It's so detailed. Like, you know, and, and then they're not even like cool about it where they're like, you know, uh, you know, the, describe histone modulation or whatever. And, you, and it's like, you know, answer one is like buttered popcorn at the movie theater. And the, but two is like, you know, some biological thing. Three is like getting your oil changed at, at Jiffy Luke. Now they, this one was like, is it eight methyl groups or nine? And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> that, that, that is, that is not something I can deduce from the, the nature of the question. Yeah, right. Like, which means automatically you're an asshole and I don't want to take yeah. the to test. Like, you know, um, so it was, it was a little tough, but, but like, you know, if you want to get like a fundamental understanding of stem cells, which, you know, I think if you're into the stuff that we're into is just informative, if nothing else, it's just mind boggling how much information is out there. That's credible, like actual information. This is taught by stem cell scientists. Like this is not taught by, you know, Fox news or fucking MSNBC or some jackpot Uh, fucking basement with a CRISPR lab. You know, and it's not meant to just be a, a flashy headline to get people excited, yeah, or nervous or scared. Yeah. yeah. Aside from the clickbait that is the class name, uh, you know, on the homepage of the of the department, the, it's not made for that. Like, it truly is meant for information, and I just think that's really cool. So anyway, I I don't have a ton of time to do as much as I want, but I you know I I've moved it to the front of like this is kind of going to be interesting. And so I've been playing with that. Yeah. So who knows next time I might cool, man. Molecular biologist or a botanist or, you know, a pangolin. We'll we'll talk about Waddington's landscape. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I might even be a pangolin specialist, a zoologist. I, I, you know, Um, just don't, don't, don't eat them. Yeah. I mean, I I won't, but if they're good for an erection, I'm just going to let you know. I might have to say, listen, man, (laughs) I will tell you of all the herbal medicine that I've studied, it's like if they want to move an herb, they say that. Of course. I mean, it's just it's absurd. It's crazy. Well, just like the the budding that the joke is, if you if you want to be a a good health coach, write a weight loss book. (laughs) 
Listen, man, by the time people figure out you're full of shit, you've sold a million and everyone's reading the next weight loss book anyway. It doesn't even matter. So speaking of which, uh, in two months, I'll be launching my weight loss. Uh, (laughs) So does that mean in four months I have to launch mine? (laughs) Yes, pretty much. We just got to keep it going. We'll just keep it going. Right. It's just a fucking shell game. All right, buddy. I hope you have a good week. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. You too, man. All right. Take it easy. But you knew that. Everybody knows that. But so was following us on social media at Irreverent Health. And check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.